My name is Will Holden, and today I am joined by the intrepid Mark Wall. How are you, sir? Good, mate. Thank you. I'm just uh, finished Rambo Free to uh, get in the mood. Excellent. Explosive podcast. God, you must be absolutely stoked now. A little Rambo <laughs> aperitif. Uh, and I'm also joined by the insipid Andy Melbourne. How are you, sir? Ah, beautiful after that introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> I started with intrepid and thought, what else is there? Well, insipid sounds like it. So that's. Yeah, I, fo- I, followed, probably... you, I followed your thought process. I'll probably do. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched any Rambos today? Um, I have not. I watched The Colour of Money uh, last night. Very Ooh, nice. nice. Yeah, I remember it being better. It was funny. Oh. <laughs> I actually haven't watched it, so I can't comment. That's all right. Six and a half out of ten, because we're not scoring it, so I can give it halves. Yeah, you can do what you want. I'm 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 guessing you've seen the hustler. Yeah. And that is better than a six and a half out of ten. I hope. Eight, eight out of ten. Yeah. Let's go with that. Hmm. I was worried we weren't going to do any films on this uh, podcast. Well, there you I'm go. We, I'm glad we managed to get a few in. <laughs> oh, Will's frozen. That's good. Yeah. Am I back yet? You're back. I thought there might be a lag there because I just went to speak and suddenly both of you like spoke really quickly at the same time and I realised it was just my, my feet just catching up. No, no, we, we did that. <laughs> well, it was horrifying. Don't, don't do it again. Oh, okay, well, I'm glad we got some movie talk in because today, today we're talking about two albums. Uh, these are both Mark's picks. Uh, the first is Doggerall by the Pixies from this year. It is 12 songs, it's 42 minutes and 10 seconds long. You know, I know that you don't really hate me, but I suppose that I probably irritate you. Furthermore, I know that I can relate to you. I'll say I'm sorry in advance for all of my hyperbole. Don't waste your time on me. Don't waste your time on me. And you know I really, really, really... Uh. Mark, tell us a little bit about uh, this album. I don't know if I've ever mentioned before, but I quite quite like the Pixies. It's come up. Um, they they might be my favourite band ever. So yeah, I mean that that was the reason, you know, that simple reason enough. Um, and I, I also think it's it's kind of interesting when you have we've had a couple of these when you have a. I don't want to say formally great artists because that's already leads a certain way. But if we look at, think about like Elvis Costello, I think we did Hey Clockface. What was the that's other right. one? Uh, Mother Mother. Yeah. We did their latest. And there tends to be a theme of, you know, they've had some great stuff in the past and then newer stuff potentially doesn't hold up against it. Um, And I guess we'll we'll see where we land with this one. Go on, Will. What was uh, what were your thoughts? Um, unfortunately, it sort of echoes your last sentence, there, Mark. I think this is an okay album, um, which touches on some of the things that I like about the Pixies, but just doesn't um, doesn't meet or exceed any of their heights. Um, I think Frank Black's voice, while still like a great sound generally it's just lost that little bit of edge um and i think without it the songs aren't particularly interesting um and it just doesn't have that extra drive to push it over the edge uh, i don't think any of it is bad particularly but i just don't think any of it is like especially good either ouch Go on, Andy. Twist the knife. 
Um, I'm going to echo most of that. I will say, like, that was my opinion a couple of days ago, that it was a perfectly serviceable Pixies album. There's nothing, like, bad about it. I think I agree with it missing a bit of edge. Like, it feels like it misses that kind of raucousness a bit. I don't think Frank Black's voice has got any worse, really. Um, there are still moments as well where he really goes for it, but I think as a sound generally particularly on the songs where not a huge amount happens. Like, this was one thing I said to you pre-listening to this, Mark, um, off the first single that I heard of it, that it's like, it's fine as a single, but because there isn't a lot interesting going on kind of melodically or in the riffs or anything like that, it really, I just felt like it needed to be raucous, like have more of a drive to it, and it kind of didn't. Last couple of days I've listened to it a few times and it has grown on me a little bit. There's a couple of songs that uh, I actively like off it. Um, and the reasons I like them tend to be because I think the just the main riff is cool off it. I, I still would like a little bit more invention from it and I think it misses what the Pixies have in kind of the best of the Pixies, which is that kind of... That's like that kind of punk sound, I guess. Um, so yeah, grown a little. Still a lot of weaknesses for me. It's not going to be a super high score, but but it's not a terrible album. I disagree. I disagree strongly with both of you. I think this album is awesome. I think the uh, the expectations plays a a large part in it. I don't expect them to sound like they did in the late 80s and early 90s at all. I mean, I think they're pushing their 60s now. And he's even sort of said it would be the most fake thing in the world to come out at his age, having done all the music he's done now, which has veered into country and folk and all sorts, to try and just act like a 20-year-old yelping away. As much as I would love that. I mean... That would be awesome, except would it? Because it would just kind of feel like they're trying to sort of relive former glories. And I don't know that that would particularly work. It rarely does, you know? I think most artists who have a, a long and varied career tend to do so by changing it up somewhat. And I just think this is a great pop album. I think it's one of the better pop albums I've heard in the last couple of years. And I'm a little surprised that both of you have sort of said it's, you know, not interesting, like compositionally. I think there's plenty of quirk and uh, like there's loads of uh, interesting little chord progressions and like middle eights and they vary up the structures a bit. There's variety on the album. I also just think there's a load of just great songs. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I disagree about the songs. I think the songs are great. I don't really remember being sort of surprised. I think a lot of it is four chord um, sort of verses and choruses. They do sort of change up with middle eights, but they're not, I don't know, they, they don't come to me as particularly inventive. Um, I think... Some songs I like better than others, but um, just to pick on one a little bit, like There's a Moon, I think is a very just basic and predictable song. I don't I don't sort of get where like that, that sort of stands out. I think the it's interesting that you say you don't really want them to try and, well, not that you don't want them to, but they're not trying to do a, like... A Pixies, an early Pixies record, like they're, they're not going to have that kind of raucousness and whatnot because they're 60 year old men. And I kind of agree with that. I think like the Costello comparison is quite interesting. Like Costello's not going to do a, an album that's full of songs like Pump It Up. And I don't think any of us really love that album, but there's a, like, there, it's night and day in difference kind of tonally. We, between what his kind of early career was and what he does now. Massive amount of like jazz influence and blues and things like that. Um, and I don't think this really 
changed its vibe massively. It is definitely poppier, but then some of the like the songs that are the most kind of poppy, like something like Haunted House, I kind of found just a bit like sort of twee and a bit boring. Like I sort of like that the least of the things on the album. I love that song. I think it's got a killer chorus. It's got like a slight 50s twang to it, which I really enjoy. It sounds like a modern. And, it sounds like a modern pop song to me. Like it's not. I just don't think it's interesting. I don't think it's an interesting song. I think it's kind of a song by numbers, just by the pixies. Yeah, but this whole four chord thing or whatever, which principally, like many of the songs, do have the, the pixies. The pixies always have done that. Like that. That is what they do. Yeah, Which but is, it used to, but it used to have that edge as well. Yeah, that that was that's my point essentially. Like, so if you're going to, you're saying like they're not going to rock like they did earlier because they're sixty year olds. That's fine, but then I think they need to change the vibes of the songs more than what they've done in this, which I think is just make it slightly more poppier. It, it, I, I don't mm, get, I, I don't, don't I, I don't agree. I don't get that idea of like there being a lot of interest. In, there's the occasional interest in chord change, and there's. Like, you know, there's choruses with drop beats on the turnaround and things like that that's, you know, vaguely interesting, but as a whole it doesn't it, it doesn't yeah, I, it doesn't do enough to switch it up for me. Again, I just disagree. I think uh there's just some cracking pop melodies on there. I think Thunder and Lightning is a great pop song, slightly Fleetwood Mac esque. Who's more sorry now? is a song I really like. Um, and again, structurally, that one's interesting because it kind of has what is initially thought to be potentially the chorus and then goes into the actual chorus, which kind of brings back his trick from uh, Ramona of his uh, first album where he just sneaks in a, a cool minor chord unexpectedly. It's just I... got a well nice melody. I do quite um, like that song. That's that's one of my favourite songs off this album. I think. Songs for me where it was more successful. Um, I don't, I don't mind the first song at all. No matter day. First song's fantastic. You know, it comes out. Um, uh, I, I just kind of like the main riff on that one. It's pretty straightforward, but just got a, a bit well, of drive in that song. And another example of where it it changes up completely. Two minutes in, like there's a complete tempo shift, like complete change of riffs and everything. I mean, there's plenty more changes than I think you guys are giving it credit for. And again, the uh, chorus to Pagan Man. Pagan Man like... is, is is another one that I think is uh, is is kind of the, the highlights of the album. Um, I quite like Get Simulated. That's got more of a sort of sort of quiet groove to it. I love that song. I think it's just cool and badass. It reminds me of one of their early B sides. It's kind of just almost kind of throwaway but in a really cool way and it's it's got they have this knack of just simple hooks which really cling into me well i like, can agree with that in principle like i i think i just don't think the hooks in this are strong enough throughout you know i think the songs that i like um i don't think any of them are like absolute top tier pixies i always appreciate that you uh 
treat stuff as an individual aspect, but um, I can't I can't not compare it to old pixies. Um, to me, this is this is a welcome addition to their canon. I think it improves their overall canon. Like it's an album which I've liked more than probably 90% of music that I've listened to in the last couple of years. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I get where you're coming from, Will. For me, I don't I'm I'm not as big a Pixies fan of as either of you two probably. So it just it isn't something that influences that for me. I, I get that as an idea, the fact that like you love other Pixies albums and for you it just falls short of that, so it's nothing to get excited about. Whereas I think I can come into it a little bit more open-minded because I don't... I, I like the Pixies, I do, but they're not up there as like top-tier band for me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's it's a flawless record by any stretch because there's certain songs that I don't have that much time for. Vault of Heaven I find really bland, and I wish that expanded more because it just sort of gets into its groove and never ever gets off it, which is infuriating to me. I really like the main riff in that track. Like, not enough happens the rest of the time, but the main riff I think is is super cool. I think it's super cool when they do it the first time and then when they proceed to do it eight more times with zero yeah, variation, it's uh, yeah. it's a bit tiresome. And that, you know, that doesn't really have much of a melody to speak of. The first three songs don't really have any melodies to speak of, but I just kind of dig the vibe. Um, like again, Dregs of the Wine, I think it weirdly was picked as a single and I think there's way better songs off the album. All the single choices were quite bad. Yeah. Um, but it's still kind of cool. I still kind of like the vibe of it. I like the fact that it's got the weird kind of... I've been trying to work it out. I think it's like a bar of six followed by a bar of seven or something in the intro and the outro. You know, there's just weird little things going on here and there, which they've always done. I, I never think they've been that interesting or quirky a band. The only difference is he's not doing those really dramatic vocal performances. He's just singing a lot straighter. Mm. And I think that's kind of forgivable, you know? It's not something that I'd, like, expected, like you say, to hear 20-year-old Frank Black. But it doesn't mean I can sort of... Excuse isn't the word I'm looking for, but, you know, like... It doesn't mean that I can just sort of then like it because it, it because I've forgiven it for not being what it was. Yeah. No, fair enough. And I do think they they tried things here and there, like the title track, the final track. Yeah. Not huge on, but I, I like the fact that it's sort of trying to do something different. Yeah. Conversely, I don't want to... I think because obviously me and Andrew are a bit down on it compared to yourself... I don't want it to come across like an absolute bashing. Like I don't think any of track on these on this album are disasters. There's a some that I think are like say there's a moon. I don't want to pick on it a second time, but I think that one's kind of boring. Um, but there are several tracks I think are good tracks, and I don't I don't want to apps come across as absolutely slamming it. I think the last track is probably my least favorite track on the album, funnily enough. Yeah. Like I, I find it kind of a, an odd choice to close an album with. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's quite pedestrian as well, but it's not it's not interesting enough to be able to like pull it back and for me to get anything from it at all. Like I just find it a boring song. Yeah, I don't wholly disagree with that. Like first time I heard it and obviously like I wasn't following along, I just listened to the album start to finish and when it stopped afterwards I was like like I said during it, like this is a rubbish track, and then the album finished. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's the, al- it's the album closer." That's a downer for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the um, and weirdly, I didn't like it the first time I heard it. The song before, "You're Such a Sadistay." Um, yeah, the first time I was like, "Okay, my God, but this is what you guys are saying—just bland, 
kind of riffs like power chords like not a particularly inspiring melody but that song has grown hugely on me um i love the the second half where it just kind of goes euphoric and switches the uh the drum beat up in the outro and yeah as i say it's uh i find it quite joyful the the whole record but not the whole record but when i put it on it just cheers me up i th- i think it's just a perky really good pop album um with a few weaker songs but yeah i mean don't get the haunted ha- house dislike i think that's a, a cracking song it's just got a great vocal melody really like the middle eight change up i like oh. all the uh backing vocals across the album they're sort of kept background more so than they usually are but yeah, they just add that nice little flavour and they're, they're rarely just straight thirds or whatever. They they tend to be a little bit more interesting than that. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree on that, actually. Like, it's a textural thing more than anything else. We just added a little bit of interesting texture, sat really back in the mix. Quite often you've got, like, the little vocal, like, like the not straight vocal echo that I always enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I do wish, I guess, there was, to me, the first two minutes of the album could be old Pixies because they've got swagger and cool vibe and it's obviously got that kind of classic Pixies bass line going on. Mm-hmm. That was awesome and that got me super hopeful and the rest doesn't quite live up to that. I think Get Simulated, as I say, that could be older Pixies as well. But aside from that, I'm just happy to have more songs by a songwriter that I really like. And um, again, I am surprised that you're not kind of praising the more interesting elements, but it's to me are very evidently there. Um, yeah, I can't say they, they leapt out at me in the same way they have for you, but... Um... Some things as well are kind of difficult to um, kind of say either way, like... It's difficult to say that a melody is interesting or a melody is bland. None of the melodies kind of stood out to me enough. Not that they're poor melodies, but I thought they were just like relatively generic pop melodies. And they obviously resonated much more with you, Mark. I can't really tell you the reason why. (laughs) I just clearly like his melodic style. I mean, it's, you know... And it's it's not that I just blindly like anything he puts out. I've listened to everything he's done, and there's albums by him which I really don't have a lot of time for. Yeah, yeah, I even, totally get that. Even the last couple of Pixies albums, I think uh, they're okay. They have their moments, but I kind of feel I felt more about the last two that you do for this one. This one I thought was a bit of a step up again. Um. But yeah, no, I I do think there's there's some just nice, interesting melodies. I mean, aside from the ones where there's just basically talk singing, which is just a thing that he does and whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm not really going to judge the melodies on that. He's, he's not going for melodies, but no, that's a that's a plus, choice. Isn't it? Yeah, plus I always like that. I, I just yeah. like it as a <laughs> as a style choice across music. So yeah, yeah exactly. Sort of like Kate Despite... throughout their entire. Uh, yeah, that is, and that I dig is. it. <laughs> I mean, despite my feelings that like his voice has lost a little bit of edge, it still sounds fucking cool. There's no no two ways about the fact that his like voice and accent is just just cool. Yeah, I. It would have been nice to have even more variation. Like I mentioned it before, but I love the way he sings get simulated, and mm-hmm. it's the the kind of half whispery thing. Yeah, um, yeah. just sounds great. Um. But then again, he d- he does still vary his voice quite a bit. I mean, he's doing like the deep kind of Leonard Cohen thing in the last song, whether you like it or not. It's still it's still there. Pretty much doing a Neil Young impression in Pagan Man, um, and why not? Um, I I do think basically they were going for a sort of more classic rock vibe on this album, which is not really a genre that I'm into, and they've made it more palatable to me. Because yeah. of those little points of interest, which don't exist within classic rock for me. I don't know. I would, I'm glad you've got a lot from it. Uh, favorite songs? I know we've touched on a few, but 
you know. I mean, for me, it's. I think it. It's been mentioned a couple of times, but get get simulated. I think is probably my standout. Yeah, badass chain. That's up there for me as well. Um, who's more sorry now? I like and uh, Vault of Heaven. Actually, I like much more than you do. By the sound of it, Mac. I just yeah, think that main riff, cause... That, that main riff is cool. The rest of the songs. Sort of neither in or there, but I I don't mind when the riff comes around because I think it's a cool riff. See, that's surprising to me because that that is to me the the single blandest song on the album. Yeah, I think that's one of the ones that, and probably who's more sorry now that it's only I don't know how many times I've listened to it, maybe four times. Uh, mm. It's sort of the last one that I've thought like I dig that song. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I've probably listened to it about 15, 20 times. So similar, similar ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's uh it's that classic thing, isn't it? How how do you analyze why one person finds something interesting that someone else doesn't? Um what we're here to find out. <laughs> Badly. That's how you analyze it. I think it's a good sounding album as well. That's the other thing I would say. The guitars, the bass, and particularly the drums just sound good. It's got really nice separation. Um, I can't say I felt particularly like drawn to any like guitar sounds or anything, but I think it sounded like it's very clear and, and sort of slightly roomy as a sound. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish they still used the producer from the same guy who did uh, Do Little, Bosanova, Trump the Mond, and Indie Cindy, which was their first mm-hmm. comeback record, which I think is quite underrated. Wish they'd kept using him because all of those albums sound amazing. Yeah. Um, but I guess that was a concession to go for a more modern sound I, I don't know i don't know what the thinking was really but they got the guy who did like royal blood and stuff we you know in vogue producer basically big right now but i i do think it's i don't feel like they're going for any kind of real commercial success at this point i don't think they're bothered by that it's, it's weird because they've ended up producing what i think is quite an accessible commercial album in some ways but yeah it's accessible it's not like um lowest common denominator pop rock no. is i recognize it's definitely better than better than that do we do some scoring or have we got anything else no i think i think score time i want to anyone want to go first i'll go um right it would have been an eight but i like this album more than the uh Dawson album which I gave a nine so I'm gonna to have to give it a nine because I will listen to this far more than that even though I still like that album a lot I don't want to say I don't but at the end of the day this one I've already listened to four times as much and I yeah I just think it's very very solid very enjoyable and it cheers me up absolutely fair Andy where are you landing on this one Gonna go six. Not terrible. I probably won't come back to it. There's a couple of songs that I would. I say I won't come back to it. I probably won't come back to it. I might put um, probably get simulated in the big playlist because I'll be quite happy if that pops up. And I wouldn't dislike listening to any of it, but none of it stands out enough to me to uh, score it higher than a six. Keep it quick. Um, I'm on the same page as you. There, it's a six for me as well. Harsh, very harsh. harsh scores from both of you. Well, I'm glad um, you liked it, man. I've got uh, I just, no, I no disdain, but I genuinely don't understand the rationale for not liking it. Okay, so Mark, your second choice, as we said, we got a double album this week. It's another new album from a uh, older musical name. Uh, is it Fossera? Fossora? Have you? Have you? Heard anybody else say it out loud? I have not. Fossera by Björk. 
from uh, this year, 2022. It's 13 songs and 54 minutes and 14 seconds long. Um, and it is quite the contrast. I'd say that this this album is unpop. Most certainly, yeah. Bold call. We haven't <laughs> even discussed it yet. <laughs> I found it super poppy and accessible. Yeah, really, really <laughs> a headbanger. <laughs> I haven't really followed Bjork for a while. I think I've probably listened to her last couple of albums once or twice, but really nothing's made any impression on me for ages. And weirdly on YouTube the other day, just one of the first single from her new album was on there. So I watched the video. It had a cool video. I thought the song was absolutely awful, which incidentally is track one on the uh, album. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I did check out the album. And I thought it might be interesting for you guys too as well. I mean, I'm sort of going to do this mostly in real time, I think, because I have absolutely no clear idea what I think about this album. Um, that's not quite true, because my next sentence is to say that I think it's grown on me. So I'm obviously appreciating it more. Um, I think it is a, a challenging album, and I don't think every time I've listened to it, that has never changed. There is almost no nothing to like hang your hat on, um, nothing which is distinctly memorable about a song in terms of its progress. A lot of songs either like barely change at all or just have like an obnoxious trance beat at the end. <laughs> Or, <laughs> um, but every single song I think has something about it which is really cool, whether it's just like a vocal thing or an instrument thing, or the the sound of the instrumentation I think is really nice, particularly the woodwind and there's, I think there's some strings towards the end that I just think the production of it sounds really nice. But I can't. I, I'm not sure I actually enjoy listening to it. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know when I'd put this on. I can't imagine going for a walk and thinking, yeah, I'm just going to have this just sort of insane mishmash of sounds and little bits of snippets of melody and rhythm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyone else want to weigh in? Yeah, sure. I'm not too dissimilar. I... I really wanted to like it. Like, it's hard to be somebody who criticizes things for being predictable and then listen to something like this, which is so, it's so dense. There's so much like atonality there. It's super interesting, like, instrumentationally. Um, like, I love the fact that there's loads of, uh, it's like flute bassoon. There's loads of woodwinds like throughout it. I actually don't mind the drums. They often come in, uh, giving a song a real like drive when there's kind of nothing else giving it that. And it's full of like Bjork melodies as well. Like they're very, they are very obviously Bjork and her voice still sounds great. But yeah, it's such a dense sound. There's so, like there's no immediacy with anything. Like it kind of, I didn't find after five listens like there are odd moments that i find recognizable but kind of little in there um and there's nothing harmonically either to kind of like not nothing but very little like there are sometimes vocal harmonies that are actual kind of tonal harmonies <laughs> um 
my favorite track is is just vocals but um so much of it is just kind of a, a mismatch of like lots of disparate like atonal melodies like it's really melody led but they're not often the kind of the the woodwind aren't like conventional sort of memorable melodies they're just like snippets of melodies mm. and yeah I, I want to like it I feel like I feel like the person who's like this album is just too it's too challenging and too avant-garde for me and I can't get into it but that is the truth like it's uh, I listened to it just before we started I listened to it again start to finish as a last chance hurrah for it to try and resonate with me and I listen to it with my headphones on it it doesn't it's too it's too much like nothing sticks out of me like that atonal thing like I want it to resolve desperately want it to resolve I don't I like the atonality yeah. <laughs> but there's never a there's never a payoff for me yeah I can hear that um I think I've come up a little bit from where you are pretty much today. I think like yourself, I've had a kind of last listen and this time around I've sort of picked out, been able to pick out a few songs that at least when they come around, I remember them. You know, they're, they're definitely not earworms, not, not going away whistling them. I'm not sure I can, um, but there are definitely songs that when I've come back to it today, I've gone, okay, yeah, that I can start. That, that song I know is a, a song that I'm into. And but yeah, I feel very similar to you, Andy. I think I really want to applaud the invention, um, but it, I guess it's a really fine line. And wanting mu- most music to be more interesting doesn't mean a complete flip. Yeah, I want. I don't want. I don't know. I don't want scouting for girls. People still listen to them. <laughs> um, but there, there's got to be something in Who between. Knows? In between this and that. Anyway, Mark. Yes, Mark. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I, I broadly agree with both of you, but the thing neither of you have mentioned is, is for me, at times, it is just kind of draw-droppingly gorgeous. Like, I just think it's kind of astounding, like some of the places she takes you to. And I really dislike the way the album starts. I still don't like the first song multiple listens in just does nothing for me and it, it does it, it's kind of what you guys have just said about the kind of atonal nature and nothing sticking I just I just don't like it I find it obnoxious to be honest and the second song isn't much of an improvement I feel that is kind of you're right like the melodies are so scattershot and random that nothing really sticks but I feel like the second song it's it's there's just nothing like the arrangement isn't that interesting there's not that much going on but then from that point on it just there's moments which just soar for me and it just has this incredible kind of dark but beautiful atmosphere and um it lifts off for me in places it does and it's not those you know soaring memorable vocal melodies i agree is it's not an album where you'll remember little snippets in your head and you'll wake up in the morning and they'll be there like far from it it's it's almost like a journey where you have to retread the path each time to remember where you went i kind of like that because it it does offer longevity and you start to notice other bits and pieces like as you go through it andy was spot on with the arrangements really like the the kind of variety of some tracks are more string-led some are more woodwind-led some flutes like especially and I also like all the the army of other voices that she brings in alongside her own and obviously she's duplicating her own voice you know what sounds like a hundredfold at times and it's sort of calling back to uh, her album Medulla which was her mainly vocal album which I always really liked and um yeah and this this album is sort of I don't think it's perfect um, by any stretch, but it has brought me back on board with Bjork, I think. And um, 
Yeah, the thing you said, Will, about not going for a, going for a walk and not putting it on. Weirdly, I think that's the exact kind of time I would put it on. Just sort of if I was wandering along a you know peak somewhere with like a nice view or whatever, and just having all this mad, otherworldly craziness in my head. I mean, I can agree with you to a point about like the the, the idea of where it takes you and the the beauty in this album. I say, I think almost every single track, I think, has moments that are either like interesting, downright cool, or are beautiful. Um, they just sort of don't last for me, or don't. I guess it comes back to that resolution thing: is they don't sort of go anywhere in a. I mean, of course, they go somewhere, but you know, in a in a almost storytelling like sense, they don't sort of resolve into anything, and and. I didn't really think about it, but as you've mentioned, Andy, it's become clear. Like that just frustrated me. I think slowly throughout the album. I, I thought about that when you were sorry when I was listening to. I think it's Allow, which starts off with this really kind of gorgeous cacophony of flutes, and the story idea is interesting. Well, because like that is a beautiful sound. Is like of itself but it doesn't it doesn't lead anywhere really kind of interested as to like how the album was made like talking about the vocals mark and this kind of really like stacked you know well they're not even they're sometimes stacked they're often just like completely like disparate like vocals kind of popping here and there and it sounds like a lot of the time the songs are like i feel like they were written after they were recorded in part, like I feel like they're a vocal performance that's been chopped up and duplicated a thousand times, and well, probably a thousand vocal performances that like Bjork has kind of maybe had a main melody, and obviously the lyrics are quite um, well, the idea of the lyrics anyway are quite touching, whether they did anything for you or not. Like the, you know, my favorite song is like. Um, is track four sorrowful soil yeah, great song which yeah which which for a start is not quite as difficult like it's it's all vocal performance but like the lyrics are all like quite openly and sort of obviously about uh the idea of kind of motherhood and like childbirth and things like that i get the feeling that like there's a vocal performance to that and then like she may have recorded another ten different vocal ideas across it, and then just like spliced, and the song is literally sort of written after it's recording. I could yeah. be completely wrong on that, but like that's the impression I kind of got. Like patchwork music. Yeah, it's not a criticism. It's just that it, it didn't it didn't work for me because I yeah it is too challenging for me. Like I just couldn't I. Nothing to hang your hat on, as you said. Well, is is how I felt about it, and those those moments of beauty are just kind of fleeting moments because there's no cohesive storytelling throughout the song. Do you not find towards the end? Because I think the first half, with a couple of exceptions, I I kind of agree. But I think it's a it's an album that is far more accessible as it goes towards the end. Like I think there's a run of four or five at the end. Um, Allow to a degree, as you said, Fungal City is is kind of fun and you know reasonably accessible. But then you get the the finishing free, which I think Free Fall, which might be my favorite on the album. I think that's the most kind of straight song, to be honest. It's almost that one almost comes close to having a defined melody. Every time we keep... 
a simpler arrangement and then Fosser the title track and her mother's house which weirdly one of the backing vocalists actually kind of gives the one hook to the record there's like that little kind of falling refrain in the vocal that keeps coming back but yeah did did you not you guys not find the last sort of three four five tracks a bit more not I agree they're a they're a bit more yeah but I mean that's Freefall definitely is. I imagine, Will, you hated the second half, or at least the outro of uh, Fossera. When the, uh, ah, so good. When the drums are at their most. The sort of, the, yeah, uh, it's, well, I'm I sure don't know. It's demolished. Yeah, it's, a, it's sort of like at a pitch, that drum that just drives into my skull. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's a bit too high. It's like ding, 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 over and over again. I mean, yeah, it reminded it, me it, of your, of your boy, me. Big Hands. <laughs> Big yeah, Zimmer. Oh. <laughs> Why is he my boy all of a sudden? You, you bloody love driving this Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That is a wild accusation. He's got, he's got you there, though. You are always going on about it. <laughs> Constantly, I made this podcast just to talk about it, and we've got this is how far off the rails always, we've come from my driving Miss Daisy. You're always singing the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's funny because the industrial thing doesn't work in the first two tracks for me, but in that moment in uh, Fossero, it really does. It's just kind of, I think if it was just, it was just lower in the mix, I think it'd be all right, but it's just, it's so like over over everything yeah. anyway it, it's a moment and that that's what this album is it's full of moments it's the moments i really really like and moments i just don't care about at mm. all but they are right next to each other in in every song <laughs> it's not like um i agree in general like I, I do think the last few songs are the ones that are the most song like but i even think that is just relative to well it's, it's bjork i think as well like it's the way that I listen to it, but the way I listen to it is also, well, it's a circular argument, basically. Like, I listen to it all the way through, I think, every time I listen to it, because usually when we have an album, I will listen through it maybe twice, and then I'll, the tracks I really dig, or there's something interesting going on, I'll listen to those, and it's like like I'll start getting little runs of the album then maybe I'll listen to it again as a whole but like I always end up cutting it up because of the things that I want to listen to more than others and with this no, one you can do that is it at all no nothing nothing jumped out at me enough for me to want to go back and listen to it so I listen to it as a whole and by the time you get onto the second half of the album like it's it's fairly long yeah. as well it's nearly an hour and now nearly an hour yeah I was about to say I can't find the running time but um yeah by the time I got to the second half of the album a bit tired I was, ti- I was tired mm. man yeah I, I'm tired I do get that um I mentioned and it probably wasn't three full listens but the first day I listened to it I was like working not on the phone for once and so I just had it kind of half in the background as I was working and weirdly I mean it, sh- it shouldn't really work for that but it, it for some reason it did because all those little moments just jumped out and I just stopped working as much as possible and just listened. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is quite something. But it, it is definitely more of an experience thing than a, you know, 
yeah, you, you can't, I agree, you can't just take one or two of the songs in isolation and be like, oh, this is a great song. I think it'll be a massive struggle to sort of convince someone to listen to this album without them just listening to the entire album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. when you criticise what the single is, like, there's there's no obvious single on here. I guess you could argue, like, you, <laughs> if I was picking, I would pick something like Free Fall. But maybe Fungal yeah, City. Fungal City is uh, possibly a bit of a D. <laughs> But, I yeah. mean, when you describe any of this album in those terms, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an absolute banger. <laughs> yeah, i i just I just think it. You know, we should reward people who are doing ambitious, interesting things. Agreed. And um, yeah. I like things that it's it's interesting because right. the Pixies is they are the antithesis of each other. One is just to me incredibly approachable, and the other one isn't. I don't actually know which one I prefer. That's giving away your scoring a little bit. Well, it's <laughs> it's jumped up through discussion, to be honest, because at various times I've been a, a nine or a five on this. That's absolutely it. I'm thinking like it could be parts of it are a five and parts of it are a nine. I've got the same same sweeping scale. Are we on to scoring? I think we've naturally led the. Well, yeah, that's why I was asking. Anything else left? But I'm, I, I was ready to go. I think I'm going to score first then because I want to get out of the way. You um, got to make a statement. Don't don't toe the line on a boring seven or six. I'm going to give it a five. (laughs) (laughs) Statement made. That is a statement, Um, the berry. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, uh, God, the worst comparison in the world is for very, very different reasons. (laughs) Um, I I just, the things that you talk about when you say, like, it's parts of it are a five and parts of it are nine. I I really want to like it. I really do. And I really do appreciate the, the ambition with it and that it seems like quite a personal album to her and that it's like it's super inventive but none of it I didn't I didn't find those nine moments the bits that were supposed to be the beautiful moments like they're sort of sonically nice but they never they never peaked anything for me because I I was always disappointed with where they went like there's no I, I really like the storytelling like thing that you said well because that exactly like explains how i feel about this album like the little moments of something that could have led into something that i liked there's no there's none of that storytelling element to it so i just felt disappointed in that and i i didn't enjoy listening to it so i there's a chance i am marking this up because of its ambition i'm not sure but i can't it feels like me trying to be pretentious if I give it a higher score and just being like, well, this is super interesting. It's, uh, you know, why listen to boring modern indie when you can listen to something like this? I probably enjoy boring modern indie more than I enjoyed listening to this. So I can't really score it any higher than a five. But, you know, it's not... I don't want to shit on Bjork. I'm glad there's people in the world you've trying just, things you've like just this. just done so. But... There. No, I, I love that there's people in the world trying stuff like this, but it is not. It is not for me. Like n- none of it has worked for me really as a whole. I didn't feel like you were that negative when talking about it, but I remember five's not five's not negative. Mm. It, it is, isn't it? Let, let's be fair. <laughs> that's that's the very underpinning of doing a ten point scale. If five's negative, then the whole thing was a waste. I'm, I'm n- I'll never listen to it again. Yeah, I'm finding it incredibly hard because all of the same reasons, really. I don't think I will listen to this again. And but I think the the peaks and those little moments, I think, occasionally worked better for me than they might have done for you. But I can't, I can't come that much further up. Um, you, you said it was a boring score mark, but I think. I think I've got to give it a six. I think it's kind of, it's, 
I'm so Bo- torn on it. Boring so, Billy's back. Boring, boring, boring Billy. But I'm just so torn on yeah my desire to support its ingenuity versus my actual enjoyment, which is yeah. sort of lim- is limited. Yeah. If if you don't like listening to something, then yeah, you can't score it any higher, I suppose. Yeah. I think maybe there's this zone where occasionally there's more atmospheric kind of sound scapey stuff, which I seem to gravitate towards. I think of Ichiko, which you guys just didn't like at all. Um, and this is, this is a more challenging record than that one, even to be honest, like for quite a bit more so. Um, and more sort of openly interesting as well, you know. Like it, it wears its it wears its quirk very much on its sleeve. Yeah, and look, I, I don't want to give the impression that I'm, you know, the Pixies. As I said, it, it cheers me up. The, this this one doesn't. It's not something I'd particularly listen to for pleasure. Um, but torture? No, I, I, it just <laughs> it just takes me to, it takes me to interesting places. Yeah, I just I just find it evocative, and I'm not quite sure of what, which which makes me intrigued by it. And mm. um, some listens I'm utterly blown away, and others I feel very similar to Andy, where it's just like, well, I'm, I'm just not enjoying listening to this. But unlike Andy, um, I think I will go back to it because again, some of those listens I've just been like, wow, this is unlike anything I've really heard and it's just again stunningly beautiful in its dissonance and then moments of clarity amidst the the storm kind of thing um yeah I mean I, I'm just gonna go nine I'm just gonna rate everything we talk about now nine out of ten I think that's the uh it's the only way to go I'm gonna start picking some Absolute dog shit. See how you wear. <laughs> really, really challenge that. Have Defo's got a new album out yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. But when probably, it comes out, probably our review, forward, our review looking, probably buried him last time. Looking, <laughs> looking forward to Mark giving that. Am I allowed to do an immediate retroactive score revision for the last three things we've talked about? Nope. Go on. I mean, is, is no. it? I think. It, yeah, I feel like no. What? <laughs> Absolutely not. You can say it if you want to now. And then every time you mention a nine, I'll bring up the fact that uh, Richard Dawson was a nine and ignore it. I think truthfully, they're, they're all an eight for me. All three of those albums for different reasons. I, I overscored the first and it's made me overscore the other two. So really, Will, it's your fault somehow. That's your problem. It's your problem for um, sticking well, with learn, your original Learn, learn the lesson in life. Never never be generous. Um, you know, always be negative. I always think if My Cousin Vinny can be a 9 out of 10 film, which it is, yeah. then anything can. Next time's picks will be Andy's. Uh, what have you got for us? Uh, well, as Mark has already alluded to, it's going to be the new Arctic Monkeys album, which I also listened to uh, this week, and I'm very excited to talk about. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting discussion. Uh, for that's balance. Called, that's called The Car. The Car. Okay. For balance, I haven't listened to it at all. I thought you were going to say for balance, I think it'll be a really boring discussion. <laughs> uh, and not not quite a film. So we still haven't actually reviewed a film for the last three podcasts, but that's fine. Uh, On a screen, no. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a TV mini series, uh, which is Edge of Darkness, uh, nineteen eighty five. There is a film of the same title, uh, which is by the same director and the same story, as far as I know, but. It is the mini-series we will be discussing. I'm excited. Wonderful. All right. Join us next time. We'll be talking about those things. Uh, we've been Screen and Needle. Bye. Bye.